G'day legend. Hope you're having a day as good as I am. It's early birds over here. And I know once you listen to this episode, your mind will shift, your brain will crack, and you'll be ready to take on the world. This episode is with a gentleman by the name of Corey Leaf, who runs Grant Cardone Canada. And he took this business from zero dollars being in his condo to 12 months later, making $2.6 million worth of sales in just a 12 month time period. Phenomenal numbers and we dive into how he did that and how you can take the tools and the strategies that he did to create that sort of success in your own life. We look at the entrepreneur's roadmap and the main thing that I wanna say about this dude is, fuck me, I don't think I've ever met anybody who is as present and powerful in the moment as this guy. It's crazy to see the success that he has around him, the hard work, the hustle, the the drive that he has to create, you know, wealth and success for his family, his community, you know, his loved ones, his friends, all of the important things, but then be able to be grounded and focused in the moment. It really was inspiring. This one hour conversation that I was expecting took on to be about three uh, outside of recording time and everything. And I'm so excited to share this with you because this is the opportunity that we have to learn from as young entrepreneurs. And this is where you know people are moving. This is where the future is going. It's about honest selling. It's about being present with the customer. It's about creating a connection. And then you know, regardless of whether you're doing sales, whether you're creating a relationship with somebody, whether you're talking to your girlfriend, whether you're talking to your best friend or your parents, it all comes down to this ability to be present in the moment, pick up the cues that are going on, have a human connection, and then make powerful decisions around that. Check it out. Cool, I'll talk about that too, dude. <laughs> All right. All right, sick. Let's roll. Thanks for joining us once again, legends, on the Live More, Regret Less podcast. Uh, this is Josh. We're checking in from Port Moody in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, we got Corey Aleaf on the line, dude. Stoked to be here. We just did a tour of the offices. President of Grand Cardone Canada. What's going on, buddy? How you doing, man? Thanks for having me here. Super, super. All right. So we're just literally just going to jump in balls deep as we do. Yeah. And okay, I'm guessing by balls deep, we're probably not going to be too politically correct. Not at all. Okay. Um, so anywhere it goes, just just unleash. Okay. So um, we'll start with a high and a low. And yeah, I'll roll off with that to model it firsthand. I would say I'm going to start off with a low this week. Okay. Um, low would be, man, fucking tired tired just like grinded it out this week i uh, put in like twice the output that i usually would and i got the same result i did last week and i don't know just something about this week has been like tiring all right and uh i would say the high the high for the week for me um i still hit my targets uh i still hit the targets i set for myself and you know i got everything done um you know like sometimes i'd walk out of a sale just like what the fuck just happened? And then just went to the next door and then just crushed it. And so I was like, okay, still like in and out of that highs and lows, but maintained the maintain the output. Okay. So I'd say that would be the high for sure. Yeah, yeah good man. It's, I mean, dude, when it's tough, but you still manage to hit the target, there's a there's a confidence that comes from that. Mm. You know what I mean? So like you having a shitty week, but you still produce a result. That's huge. I think it's the closest thing to happiness that you can get. Yeah, yeah. It was it was satisfying at the end of the week, but I was like, I did it. You know, I, yeah, I for sure. That off. For sure. Yeah, obviously um, you did. That's uh, Richard would be proud. I mean, <laughs> honestly, if there's a guy who, if there's a guy who exemplifies, who exemplifies doing what needs to be done, no matter how you're feeling, is that dude. Mm. Like, I didn't want to come to work this morning, to be real. So we want to talk about lows. Last week, I had uh, a business that owed me 15k tell me that they weren't going to pay me the 15k. Oof. And. Uh, that was really interesting. So they owed me $15,000 cash and uh, they owed it to me like three months ago and they've been stalling on paying it. And then they told me that uh, they weren't going to pay it. That, that was that was about a week ago. Two days ago, my lawyers sent them a message and now they're going to pay it. Great. So, <laughs> I think the, so, so the low was uh, they weren't going to pay it. The high... Oh man, to be real, it's not a good week to be talking about highs, but uh, I think last uh, yesterday, so yesterday was like a holiday in this lazy-ass province that doesn't work very hard. Um, so we took that holiday yesterday and we got our guys to train. So we did a full educational program yesterday where our guys were scripting and drilling and uh, doing a vocabulary building exercise. And uh, 
just while we were doing that, I realized, like, I, honestly, like, I don't think anything specifically happened that was high other than I just had the cognition of, like, I got a committed crew. Mm. You know, like, everyone else on the Monday, oh, we don't have to work. These guys, everybody showed up. Everybody here was 8 a.m. And everybody practiced until 5 p.m. yesterday. Whoa. So I think I had an, a cognition yesterday of, like, okay, like, I feel like shit this week. And I'll explain why. We'll, we'll talk about why you might have felt like shit, too. Because mm-hmm. uh, that shit doesn't happen, by the way. So if you want to talk about that as well, it's not a natural condition to just feel like shit. So there's things that cause it that people aren't aware of. So we can talk about that. Yeah, okay. Because uh, I, um, I was talking, like, let's riff off that because I was talking to uh, my friend Luke just before I rocked up okay. uh, in the car. And I was saying, I'm thinking, like, it's getting darker. Like, I'm from Australia, less vitamin sure. D. Like, that yeah. was my my thinking. And I was like, he was like, yeah, like... I, like, like I have four friends that are in like an extreme accountability group. Yeah. Love it, by the way. Shout out to you guys. Um, yeah. We have consequences if we don't hit our targets every week. And like, it's a big consequence at the end of the year. Okay. Um, and yeah, everyone had a fucking shit week. Like everyone was just like, dude, we're drained. Like what's going on? Mm. You know? So The whole group? All, all four of us. And my whole team. My whole team actually did really well. So I run a team of about 12 people and everyone except for... You run the team? Yeah. So why do you think they were down? Well, the team was good, except okay. for these other four guys who were like spread out. Okay, got it. We're tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, the team did really well, but like the guys that have been more consistent, it seems like everyone sort of hit a burnout wall or something like. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Cool, curious, cool. curious. What do you reckon? Grant, I don't. Know, I don't. Know. So, working for Grant, there's no excuses. Like zero. They're just not allowed. Like if one of my guys is sick, we know his heads up. Like Richard will tell you the same thing. Like that guy's a rare dude. But like in our office, if someone's sick. You, we know your head's out. Mm-hmm. That's the reason you didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Like there, you don't get sick unless your head's off, period. Think about it. Have you ever had the flu? You're doing great. You feel awesome, and then you have the flu. Like, no. What precedes getting the flu is you start feeling like shit. Yeah. Or you start mentally, you come down. I, I mean, I'm sure you've been sick before where you're like, I'm not going to let it get me. And then you just, like, power through. Fair enough, yeah. Right? So um, a, a few things that you want to be aware of. If you're having a down week, like, like the graphs, graphs shouldn't look like that. So you see the beginning of our business in 2000 and, um, what was it, 2017? Okay. I might get you to clip that. I don't know if I want that on the internet or not. But you can see, you can <laughs> no. see where it dipped. Yeah. Okay, so our graph completely took a roller coaster uh, in, uh, let's see here, in May. Okay. Now people try and mystify that, like right here, this huge dive. Okay, this is a good graph. This is what our graph's doing right now. It's going upward. Okay, steady upward. Right? But that shouldn't that, that those those huge dips that salespeople go through that you got to grit right so like you feel like collapsing but then you're like no, 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 no <laughs> yeah exactly exactly right? you, it, the feeling of needing wanting to collapse that is caused by you and there's a few things that cause it right there's a few things that cause it most people are not even aware of one is you've got someone that you're connected to that you think's a friend and they're they're putting considerations in your head so you should relive when's the last time so you want some tech technology on how to prevent these huge dips like look at my graph now for the last friggin four months five months just rock solid up slight up slight upward trend right is when I learned this technology is you find when did you last feel awesome so what day was that when did I last feel awesome? When did you last feel awesome? Like people go through emotion. People have no idea how to control their mental health. Mm-hmm. They think it's a mystery mm-hmm. but because, to be very real, the planet we live on keeps it a mystery. So that you go out and buy booze and buy dope, and buy pharmaceuticals and buy a bunch of stuff to make yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. But when's the last time you felt great? When you're like on fire and you didn't feel like it was arduous or laborious, where you weren't, you know, it, it wasn't really hard to feel good. You just felt good. You know what it was? Yeah, I'd say uh, to. Two weeks ago, I felt probably like eighty percent on the Sunday. Okay. Honestly, like because of what you're saying, like, it was it was like it wasn't like it wasn't hundred percent. Yeah. But I was like, man, I did it. Like I just I like pushed through that, you yeah. know, that hard week. Yeah. And so when I got to work on Sunday and I was just out knocking doors, I was like, right on. Like, yeah. you know, I felt I felt decent. Okay, good. So the best day was Saturday. The best day was yeah. Saturday. Was that was that the, you said Sunday? You felt eighty percent. So on the Saturday. No, I'd I'd felt sixty percent all week. And then I bumped up to eighty because I like got through that that grind, and I think okay. I'd mentally like. But before that, before second. the grind came in. Okay, um, I would say. Yeah, the week, 
the week before. Yeah. Pretty solid. So I've been on fire for like probably yeah, like the month. Yeah, because you said I worked half as hard that week, but produced the same amount of results. Y- yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what you want. Yeah. Okay, like you want to work hard, but if if I can get the same result putting out half the energy, mm-hmm. then I want to I want that. Yeah, yeah. Right, because then I got more energy for everything else. Okay? Yeah. So this is the mis- misconception. You listen to Gary V. You listen to all these freaking success coaches. It's like you gotta grind. Like, dude, like. It's only a grind because you have somebody or some idea that you're rubbing. Like, what's mm. the definition of a grind? And grinding two, against. Two things moving in opposite directions. So you've got intention that you're connected to. Intention, belief systems that are going the opposite direction. That either it's a belief system of like, oh, I'm working too hard. I'm going to burn out. Just those very ideas. I, I can pick it. I know exactly okay. where it came from. Okay, good. Perfect. So your friends now, you hang out with them like, oh, bro, like, great job. Like, man, take it easy now. You'll, you'll hang out with somebody, you'll be on a huge tear. And then somebody, I had a business owner, lovely guy, guy really supports us. He's like, I was really concerned that you guys bit off more than you could chew. That's what he said to me. Because we signed up like 120 corporate clients in, in like a year and a half. Like that are paying us every mm-hmm. month. And uh, he was one of them and he signed up his whole, like a whole group with us, a whole bunch of stores. And uh, he's like, yeah, like I wanna give you this other contract now, but I was concerned that you bit off more than you could chew. Now, he didn't say that from a negative standpoint, but that comment itself was ne- a re- consideration I already had, but I just didn't need to have that reinforced. reinforced. But yeah. he doesn't know. That's not his business. I, that's up to me to have that, that guard up high. So I let this idea in that I bit off more than I can chew, just considering it for a second. So now all of a sudden I'm feeling flushed. The next day I wake up, I'm like, oh, I get to wor- work a little bit late. I'm like, I'm just off my game a little bit. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm running from meeting to meeting and then I feel myself manifesting this thought like feeling like oh, I've been off more than I can do like, I'm running everywhere I'm like, and then all of a sudden I'm like wait a minute whoa this is only a couple weeks ago remember I've been keeping the graph pretty up okay so I'm like huh wh- where did this where did this start and then I rewound I'm like bing where did I last feel like right up until that point find it just by looking at it delete Someone's, oh. someone said to me um like when is enough enough? Will you ever be satisfied? Yeah, sure. Uh, like I, that, that I, I know for a, that yeah. is the and I, I picked it up in the moment and I was like, huh? I was yeah. like, that's not. Like... And, and open mind's a liability. Mm. We can mm. talk about that too. Mm. So like, like we're living in British Columbia, so I love that no one here is going to be politically correct. But this is full of fucking yoga hippies. If you need to delete the f word, that's fine. Okay. Uh, it's about balance and eating kale and doing yoga. And we should all put our hair in a man bun. And we should drive a Prius and not use too much of the environment. Like, this is scarcity mentality. Oh, you should be happy with the world the way it is. You should find inner peace. Like, no, actually, this planet, if you haven't looked around, needs help. And you should get to work. So you look at all these considerations that we're surrounded by. Everybody's pushing bad data. You need balance money won't make you happy like all these different considerations and you if you have an open mind you're just letting all these ideas in you do like open open your sail in a sailboat in the middle of a hurricane let me know what happens to your ship mm. you're gonna be blown all over the place mm. so I, I have a closed mind to be real yeah all the really successful people I know like dude like life ain't a democracy well then what, what's it what's in that closed mind that you know, oh, you must have the, chosen some things to lock in. There. Only the instructions and considerations of of my board of advisors and my board of advisors. I look at my bot, my my Corey. I look at him like a like I, I I play a game. This is a Sims player for me. So I look at Corey like, all right, this guy is a business. He's got all these different departments. So I've got like an org board. Me, the spirit, the soul, the energy source. If you're an atheist, the the quantum awareness, whatever. That, that's me, that's the operating system. Then I have Corey's health, that's his body. Then I have his mind, which is all of his programming, his skill sets, okay? I have his relationships, I have his money. And then I, what I went out and did is I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have a board of advisors, a panel of people, one guy for each category, one or two guys or girls for each category, mm-hmm. to and make sure they don't conflict with each other. I don't take health advice from Grant Cardone. Fuck no. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Grant's actually really fit for a 60-year-old. Like, the guy looks... Like so, that guy's fucking 60. Yeah, it's he's like, 60, shit. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> it's crazy. So, like, maybe I'll take his help for a skin regimen. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll say, Grant Cardell, what's your skin regimen, bro? 
He'd probably look at me like a fruit cup if I asked him that. Um, but I'm not going to take his health advice. Just not. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just not going to. I'm going to go to find some, like, uber fit dude who, like, eats way too much kale. You know, who, like, who's, like, super, super fit, who can kick the shit out of me in every, in every health regard, and I'm going to get his health advice, right? I got an ND. The guy's super fit. He's a naturopathic uh, doctor and a medical doctor. I get health advice from him. Guy's super healthy, super, super sharp. You know what I mean? So I have a panel for him. I don't take his money advice or his business advice. So we're looking like, we're, you know, the guys that are listening, like I'm looking, you know, like I'm looking to close the barriers and close the, close close the walls on like, who do you, who are the, could you riff off some names that you. So I get my sales advice from Grant, Mm -hmm. period. Like a hundred percent. I take um, 99% of my sales advice from Grant and, you need to be careful for those guys who are like, oh, like I listen to a little bit of this guy and a little bit of that guy. Like, no one's really systemized the full sales process from prospecting all the way to the close to the follow-up other than Grant. Everybody else has a lot of theory, but no one has given you exactly the theory and the technique from, ex- from point A to Z, like all the way through. Grant has. The other aspect is Grant's not on drugs. So you guys are... Uh, you want to know about oh, what about Jordan Belfort training? Can I actually want to tackle this one? Because I, I have a guy in here. His name's Ryan. He's from the Ottawa Senators. I stole him. He's a sales guy for them. And uh, he was kept doing this weird tonality crap. Uh, hey, now, if you'll recall, you know, like this, these micro inflections in his voice. I'm like, dude, I'm like, you sound like an idiot. Stop it. He's like, well, I'm doing micro agreements. I'm like, dude, the only reason you need to manipulate your tone level is if your intention is out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Jordan Belfort invented a sales system because his team were screwing people out of money. Yeah, yeah. And they ultimately knew it was wrong. So he had to teach them where to put the tonal patterns in their voice so it sounded like they were being genuine. But they weren't being genuine. Yeah, yeah. So if you're genuine and you know how to ask good questions and your intention is to close the deal and I teach you the theory, you'll know how to sell. You don't need to manipulate your voice. So mm-hmm. I get it. my sales advice from Grant. I get my investment advice from Grant as well because in 2009, he was worth less than 10 million bucks. Now his liquid worth, quarter of a billion, 300 million, I don't even know. I know he controls over a billion dollars worth of real estate. I know the financial numbers, his businesses are nine figure businesses every year with good margins. I know because I, I run one of the businesses, <laughs> so I know the margins. Um, so yeah, like I get... Finance advice from Grant. Health advice, I stay away from mainstream. Is this on? Mm-hmm. Stay away from mainstream information. I stay away from main, anything mainstream. That's the first rule. If you want to know an axiom, anything most people do, stay the fuck away from it. So most people's finance advice, like they go to a financial advisor and, oh, I go see my financial advisor, CIBC. Like, no. Mm-hmm. I don't get career advice from professors or school teachers because they didn't do anything in the marketplace most times. Uh, and I don't get my, uh, that's honestly the biggest thing I can tell people on the, on the mm. microphone mm. where not to get your advice. Mm. Don't get anything mainstream. So important, dude. Uh, and then health, or else relationships. There's one person I won't talk about where I get their advice. He's dead. And uh, he's written some really deep books, and I would suggest checking them out, but we'll talk about that later. Okay, let's yeah. talk about that later. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, one, one of the guys that I work with, uh, Ryan Chappell, who you trained. Oh, yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> Chappell, yeah. Oh, yeah, this man. is nice. So it's nice, great. man. Yeah. So grateful right now. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are freaking legends. For all you guys who go to Ryan, Chapp- Ryan Chappell, Ryan Chappell is the happiest. This guy's got the best attitude of anybody. Like, I literally train on my program to get an attitude like that guy. Yeah. For real. I genuinely mean that. This guy's got the best attitude of He's amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was saying when, when he, fir- he first started with you, you had like this vision and goal to meet Grant, you know, like, and you know, that's like one of your targets. And then it's evolved past that to you running this and blowing it up. Like, yeah. like we were talking earlier, like how did you pull it off? Because we as, you know, young men just don't have the, we, there's a missing piece. We don't have the, and I trailed off there because, there because I don't, didn't have it. There is you know a missing I mean? piece for sure. There is a missing piece. So, um, and I can talk to you about this if you're cool with it. Let's do it. I think it's better if I just do it this way. So, you got a goal, right? So let's say the goal is up here. Okay. So you want to get up here. This is like the the, the checkered flag. I want to go out and do this thing. Okay. That's a shitty checkered flag, but you get the idea. Okay. So this is the goal. 
Now, let's say the goal is I want to run my own company. Okay? Pretty simple, okay? That's the goal. I want to run my own business. Now, the whole millennial thing, that's cool because the baby boomers had the goal, but it was more of a dream. So I'll show you the difference with what I've seen millennials do. Millennials are here. So inside of here is all the skills you need to get this done. Skills, all the connections you need to get this done. Like this, you need to have a foundation. So if there was layers to this building that you're gonna build, you need to have the connections, you need to have the skills, you need to have the mental fortitude, okay? You need to have, honestly, you just need, not just, see skills and knowledge are different, right? You need to actually have the knowledge, okay? And big one, to be very real, most people don't talk about this, you're gonna need a partner. I mean, a wife or a husband. Like, you're gonna need somebody who's who's gonna fit, who's gonna be able to do that journey with you. I, I see people stall out on this all the time. You get a good partner behind you, it's gonna make all the difference, okay? All right, look, let's just like refill that. Quickly. No problem. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, that's been a Yeah, dude, by the way, you need to slow me down because I literally run web webinars all day long where there's it's a quiet microphone and a camera and I just fucking riff. Yeah, 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 so if you want to make sure you want the, to get something out of me or you okay. think I'm missing something, you got to stop it because I'm in it. I just speak. Well, okay. Let's talk partners. Like, you know, I've always been uh, very much un uncommitted, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, this is stopping my dreams. This is stopping my goals. Like, yeah. else is going to slow me down. And so I haven't gone all in, like, investing in somebody else and, like, really even opening myself up, you know, like, yeah, to an emotional space or whatever. Like, why, let's, but why is that important? Well, hold on. So the reason, you know, first of all, I'm just going to ask you is why, where'd you get the idea? Right? So you have a behavior, right? So everyone's like, oh, I, I got this behavior of like, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I'm trying to not curse. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't fuck. You know, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it and quit it, whatever <laughs> it is, right? Fuck it and check it, whatever it is, right? Like, you got that idea from somewhere. Most likely, most likely that idea came to you through your friends and culture that that was a cool thing to do. Okay. I, 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 I went out flat out and did yeah. like pick up. Yeah, when I, did, I, I, did, I did the pick like... up thing too. Man. <laughs> so the thing is like you had these ideas too, like, oh, it's going to slow me down. Well, who gave you that idea? Hmm. Someone not, not killing it. Okay. So what's, what's important for the partner element is you got to understand that society has, this is not society in its peak. There's the, only the top 1% is in their peak right now. This is the general society. The middle class is not at their peak. What, what's happened is they've pit men and women against each other. They're making them compete. They're not making them work together. That's how you decompose the family unit. When you decompose the family unit, society becomes easy to manipulate and control. And you have a, a much more, you have a lot more crime and everything else because there's no family. So you gotta understand that men and women are designed to work together. They're not the same. They are two pieces of a puzzle. Right? Oh, this is politically incorrect. Well, don't care. Okay. So men and women are designed to work together. However you design that, one person goes out, one person manages the, the economics of the household. It doesn't matter if it's the man or the woman, but they're designed to work together. Okay. So I've got a partner. We have a set of goals that we've literally, I'm going to design this for you. Okay. So we have a set of goals that we worked on. And this is what we're doing right now. So we're looking at what's the end goal. So Megan and I, my, my girlfriend, soon to be not my girlfriend and something else, okay? So we've got a set of goals and then we basically reverse engineer what we need to do, okay? So I'll talk about that in a minute, mm -hmm. um, about what's important in a partner. Maybe we can do it when I'm sitting down because it's a bit more of a cash conversation. However you want to chop this, is totally fine, okay? Here's what goes on. Here's your millennial or here's your young salesperson. This is called, this is why, this is our young entrepreneur's model, okay? So you got this young entrepreneur who really isn't an entrepreneur at all. He's got no, no skills. The first thing he needs to learn, oh, by the way, foundation, sales. Oh, and then also, I forgot about the biggest one, money. Okay? So this sales guy right now, you know what he needs? He needs to build sales skills. And he needs to get some money. So the young guys, what I did at LedCore, even before LedCore, is I got a job. I dropped out of school and I started building my sales school. Started doing door-to-door -door sales. That's how I started my career, knocking on doors every single day. Then after I got some sales skills in together, then what I did is I worked on sales skills. 
my uh, personal development. So I started investing in myself, doing workshops on management, on leadership, not on money management. Because to be real, like you have no money to manage. You need to learn how to get money first. Okay, so I just started learning on getting money. Yeah? Skills, and then I learned, essentially I started learning how to manage. Now that was a little bit early for me to start learning how to manage. Some people aren't ever gonna learn it. But for me, that was a skill that I had was leadership. So now I started building all these skills. So this was the first 18 to 24 months of my career. This was the next 24 to 48 months of my career. Ledcore, it was about here. This was Ledcore. Okay. And then from 48, because I was at Ledcore almost four years. So 48 to, see how my math skills are just crappy, 96. I started building connections. See, if you're going out and you're networking, oh, we need to go out networking. Some, like you might have some business networking, but like Ryan there, he has no business networking right now. He's like, that's like advertising a set of assets before they're polished and refined and developed. So like all these young guys that are going to marketing events and networking events, oh, I'm going out to meet connections. Like dude, like you need to stick out your current job. Like if you're at LegCorp right now, stop looking at other opportunities. Stop, oh, I can go do this job over here and make more money. No, you probably can't. Because when you get there, you're gonna bring your lazy ass self with you and you're gonna create the same shit you're doing here. So young people are trying to network way too soon. So I'm just gonna say straight up, you start building your connections later. In the beginning, just get a job, build your skills, build your development. You want me to look here? Okay. So connections, I'm gonna build, again, I'm gonna continue to build skills. Now I'm gonna start doing money. I'm gonna start building my money. Notice I start actually saving to invest here. Money, and then obviously I'm gonna keep building my leadership skills. This is where people miss the boat, okay? Is they're doing the wrong things in the wrong order. They don't even understand this. They keep beating themselves up. They're like, oh, I'm in a sales job, but I want to run my own company. Why am I in the sales job? So they go to these goal setting workshops, they get all hyped up, and then they are looking at where they're at, like, why am I selling for TELUS when I should be running my own gym? It's like, with all due respect, dude, because you don't have the money to run your own gym, you don't have the skills to run your own gym, you don't have the connections to run your own gym, you don't have any of these things. <laughs> okay, so how I saw it was this. I looked at Corey like a business. I'm like, what does he suck at? So I sucked at a lot of these things. So instead of beating myself up for not going after my goals and dreams early, right? I'm like, all right, I'm going to build a plan to go after my dreams and I'm going to build skill sets for the next four, five, six years and I'm going to live my life in chapters. So I'm not going to worry right now that I don't have the right connections. I'm going to have a chapter. Two years from now, I'm gonna start working on building connections. Right now, I have no issue staying at home and reading this book. Right now, I have no, no issue not going to the club because I'm not meeting people. It doesn't matter, because I'm not trying to build connections. I'm in this chapter here. I'm in building skills, building leadership skills. You know, I don't need to go out and, and build a whole marketing program right now. So that's what's missing. People aren't doing this stuff. They're, they're trying to get to here without doing the steps first. And they don't, they lack the vision. So what I constantly do is revisit the vision. And then I'm like, all right, what's the staircase? Okay, what chapter am I in? What's important to this chapter? Then I build a list of how do I get out of this chapter? If you're not happy with where you're at, it's you, you need to learn the lesson really quick. That's the biggest thing. So we'll talk a little bit more about that, but essentially, you know, you're in your current situation because it has something to teach you. If, if you're in a situation you don't like, then learn the lesson quick and get the hell out of there. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Hopefully. honestly, like, my uh, success that I've seen for myself, like, is only because I just kept chopping shit out. You know what I mean? I was just so, like, excited to do other things all the time. And, yeah. like, bright, shiny objects, and it's like, once you're... Bright, shiny objects, like, women? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, man. Of my existence. The thing about the thing about um, that is, if you're if you're doing something, if you have one partner, you know, if you have multiple partners on the go, that's mental energy, dude. You know, you're you're worried about one finding that about the other. You know, there's you don't have the dude. You're a man. Like you don't have the. You could probably barely take care of one woman correctly. You know, most of us are, are do, do shitty in one relationship. How, how the hell are you doing three, right? So that, that kind of stuff, then you know you're neglecting the relationship. That starts to weigh on you. 
So another thing I'd say one of my, you asked me a, a question, mm-hmm. okay? That, I wish, that you wish people asked you. A question I wish people asked me is, you know, how do you keep, how do you keep going? And I'll be real, uh, people will tell you this, I'm an emotional guy. I get emotional. You piss me off, I tell you straight up. There is no, I'm not quiet about anything. How I've kept myself on the up, how I've kept my graph climbing, I keep my conscience clean. Okay, people don't really get it. See, religion's been separated from quote unquote science. People don't understand that the best part about religion, you ever meet like super religious people that are massively successful, whether they're Jewish or they're Christian or they're, they practice, uh, you know, they're, they're pra- a practicing Muslim, like they're super successful. Like look at uh, Khabib, okay? I knew he was gonna beat Connor. I got a picture of Connor. I knew he was gonna destroy him, right? Like I, I wanted to believe that Connor was gonna win, but you know, dude, guy keeps his conscience clean. Mm. You know, he doesn't have mental. That's yeah. mental work, dude. You do something you're not proud of, then you're worried about people finding out about it. That's mental energy you could be using for something successful. So people don't understand ethics. If I if I take all my sales guys, so you see, we measure their graph. If their graph starts going off. I know they're out of ethics. I know there's something on that kid's, that guy's mind. Like, why wouldn't you keep working hard? And that's my next question to you. What'd you do once you had that monster week? Did you go do something you were proud of? Did you sleep with someone you shouldn't have? Did you, do, you know what I mean? Did something end up on your conscience after you had that monster week? You were out riding high. Did you go and do something you usually wouldn't do that kind of weighed you down a bit? That's another reason the graph can come down. One, you communicated with people who gave you bad ideas, or two, you got something in your conscience. Mm. Dude, you want to make a lot of money? You want to go from 100,000 to 300,000 or 400,000? Your ethics? It, people can say, oh, it's about morals and being a good person. Dude, you should just do, if, if that doesn't do it for you, you should just do ethics because it makes more money. Mm. You do the right thing, you have nothing on your conscience, you have way more mental energy. Yeah, space. Space, so, man. It's crazy. And you see it at Ledcourt, man. You see the sales guy who comes in, starts making shady sales. All of a sudden, he does it for a couple of weeks, then he falls off. He can't make it. He's got too much on his head. Oh, dude. A couple of guys got fired this year for yeah. exactly that. You know? It's like everyone looks up to them like, whoa, that guy's amazing. And then it's just like, boop, gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. So what's your journey, man? What's What, what are you looking to achieve with the... With the podcast, with the program, with what you're doing, what is the what is the end vision? to do for me? Like I think, um, well, I know uh, it's for me. It's like I remember when I was uh, I moved out of home and I was like 16. I think I mentioned that earlier, and like 17, and I was like fucking depressed. Like my dad left when I was 10, and like you know broke my mom's heart. Like lived in the same town as us, didn't sit, lived five kilometers away. I didn't see him for like two years, and like the state that I was in. I thought that Five was... Five kilometers away. I didn't, didn't see him for like two years. For two years. Yeah, yeah. It's and easy. you were saying in Australia, they... Yeah, yeah, this is what we... Or just boys grow up without their fathers or something? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, like, the majority of us come from, like, divorced homes. Okay. Um, and, you know, like, 80%? a lot of dads... That's a lot a lot of dads. Like, I wouldn't, like, say from my friend group, like, the town that I grew Most up in, like... Most of them didn't have dads. Yeah. It's like, they're check, the dads are either checked out or, you know, they're just literally gone. Okay. Um, and, yeah, the majority of my friend group is exactly like that. What's and the byproduct of that? Oh, dude, us not knowing how to do exactly that. You know what I mean? You there's no masculine figure in our life. Yeah. And, you know, this is what, for me, like what you're talking about, about like it, we're equal, but we're not the same, men and women. Yeah. And I think it's so important, like, for us as guys to be like, we've been, we, we were raised yeah, I by. I would say we're equal, man. Women are far superior. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, mentally, like. like if I can have all girls out there, I fucking would. You know what I mean? Like, there's way less attitude. They're more teachable. Yeah, yeah. You know, they have a little bit more ups and downs every once in a while. But they know how to negotiate, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd say, like, it's really about, like, that state that I was in. Yeah. And then I was lucky enough to go to, like, a personal development workshop. And I went to a men's initiation weekend. And, like, I've had men's groups and stuff like that, yeah. which has been a huge shift for me. And then this stuff, like, you know, Grant, like... Yeah, Grant's like my uncle, man. It did, 100%, yeah. you know? Uncle G. Uncle G. And like for me, it's getting to, to guys like that are in that state and being like, dude, that's not like for me when I was there, I thought that was what the rest of my fucking life was going to be like. I thought that was normal, you know? And so when I broke out of that, it's like, it's about like, dude, that's not what life, like life doesn't have to be like that, you know? And it seems so long and scary if you think your next 50 years are going to be fucking trapped 
mm-hmm. and not knowing like n- nobody's going to show up you think you're waiting for someone to show up and it's like the reality is like dude no one's going to no show up like yeah. you got to figure this out yourself and that in itself like is it's like sounds like tough love or whatever but that's empowerment you know what i mean it's like dude you you, got, you have the tools to figure this out it's not like oh you know fuck no one's gonna show up like stop being a bitch like stop crying it's like yeah dude like you gotta figure it out but here are the tools you can do it and then yeah that that is this thing with this whole life coach thing I don't get you know um, you have a life coach right now oh thank god okay so man like how many people I have reach out to me on a regular basis oh I want you to mentor me what they're actually most of them are actually saying I want you to do the work for me you know um, no mentor is going to fix your life. Like the reason, the reason that I was able to go out and connect with Grant is because I didn't grovel, man. I wasn't going to Grant being like, "Be my mentor," you know. Still going? Yeah, yeah. Just you know, I wasn't. I wasn't watching Grant. Wasn't messaging him, being like, "Oh, please be, be my mentor. Mm-hmm. Like, be my mentor, please." Like, you know, like people who reach out when you get to a certain level, and I'm, I'm starting to attract that kind of stuff where. You know, I, I get a couple a week, a few a week, where people are like, hey, I want to take you out for a coffee. I, actually, that, that happens almost every day. Like, I really want to come. I want to take you out for a lunch. It's like, dude, like, with all the respect, I love you. I love that you want to come and take me out for lunch. But do you, they're like, I'll pay. It's like, yeah, it's not, it's not about the money, man. It's about the time, dude. You know, it's really about the time. Um, I didn't go to Grant and say, hey, Grant, like, mentor me, teach me first thing I did is I started following so I was in this chapter so we were talking about the, the staircase I'll give you a slide you can use you can even crop in the staircase for you okay I was in the staircase of building Corey into a leader and then I'm like alright I have to eventually move into the chapter of running my own company so I went from being an executive a rather incompetent executive by the way you could totally ask any any freaking guy I work with at LevCore about my competence as an executive not, not very good Good at leading people, good at public relations, handling with the, the sales representatives, okay? Because they were like our public, our customer. Um, but I ended up looking at LeadCore like an idiot because I didn't build some really solid financial skills, like how to manage by statistic, how to look at a profit and loss statement. But I you know, thought I was ready to go, so I left the chapter of being an executive in a corporate world to start my own company. When I started my own company, I realized I was an absolute retard, right? So I had to make that transition, you know, uh, you know, make the transition from being an employee to being self-employed. Most people are trying to do that way too soon. They got all these rules. You need to work for yourself. Like, bro, no, you don't. You don't need to work for yourself. If you're an employee, you, you screw up on another person's dollar, right? You're learning and earning. Mm. Right, mm. you know, and there's a reason you're an employee right now is because, to be frank with you, there's some stuff you don't know. So my suggestion to young people is if they really want to know how to um, run their own business and go after their own goals, you got to look at what your current job's teaching you. You need to get to a point of mastery. By the way, mastery is not peaks. Mastery is uh, a constant high state of production for extended periods of time that cannot be interrupted. Meaning no matter what, you show up, you don't need to have a, like you didn't have a good week emotionally, correct? But you produced. Mm-hmm. All right. You should raise the game now. Yeah. You should go to your management and be like, all right, give me another challenge. Or give me another product to sell. Give us, you know, or, or create new targets for yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's, you get that, then you go to your next job. What am I going to need to go after my goals and dreams? Anybody can do this. What are my goals and dreams? Oh, I want to be this person, run this company. Great. What skills are you going to need? Who are you going to need to be and what are you going to be able to need to do in order to have that goal? Then you build a list and then you look at that list and be like, all right, if I was going to achieve this list of things over the next six years, mm-hmm. how would I space it out? What jobs would give me these skills? And then you build a roadmap. And so when you were, um, you know, when you were building the business at the start out yeah. of your condo, yeah. like when you looked at, you know, this or that upper floor, you know, like who at that time did you realize you needed to be like what were the what were the things in yourself that you realized needed to change confront so do you know what I mean by confront so like things get hard do you run do you try and go around mm-hmm. do you turn around like what do you do when things get tough 
And for me, my whole life has been go around. Mm -hmm. Go around the problem by being a salesman. That's how I learned how to sell, dude. I never did any homework in school, none. I just took a children's grammar and communication course, dude. Like literally. So right now, I work until 5 p.m. So 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. every single day, 6.45 to 5 p.m., okay? Then I leave here, I go eat in the condo across the street, which I live at, okay? And then I drive downtown, I go do night school. And I've done courses on how to study, literally how to read, how to study, how to assimilate information, uh, grammar and communication. I'm doing a grammar, I just finished a grammar course because I never did my homework because I talked to teachers. I literally would go to these teachers and convince them not to talk to my parents. And I would come home, and then my parents, I'd get them to sign my agenda that I did my homework. I'd be like, here's the work I did, and I'd <laughs> fool my parents. And then it eventually would blow up Yeah. where uh, eventually the teacher would notice this racking pile of stuff that I hadn't done. And then I would keep confronting her. So I got really good at confronting people. Mm. So I became a really good salesman. And that got me really far. But when I became an executive, now I have to do work. Right? I have to build programs. I have to build... I have to create a, a project outline. Yeah. I have to do a development program. You can't just hide that stack of papers stuff. behind you. Yeah, exactly. Desk. And for a while, I could get up in front of a room and teach people manually. I could use the whiteboard. I could wave my hands in the air and motivate people. I could go out and sell. I could lead a team to produce. So I was making up for that. As soon as the business hit 150 people, any executive in LegCorp will tell you I was completely incompetent. It's the Peter Principle. Fergus told me about it. Uh, he said, uh, a man will be promoted until he's incompetent. Mm. And then he'll stick there. That's a terrible place to be, right? You get promoted, 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 and then you don't know what the hell you're, you're beyond your scope of understanding, yeah, yeah. right? So what I needed to do when I started this business was confront the work. Not the sale. The work. And I wasn't doing that. I kept going around. That's why the graph went up and down, up and down, up and down. I'd do the work, and then I wouldn't do the work, and then I would do the work. Things would get bad, and I'd feel mm. the pain. So that was the biggest thing I needed to build was like, dude, like, you don't need to feel great. That's a whole other thing. I got into that whole self-help thing of like, it's all about feeling good. That's not true. It's about being confident. It's about being able to deal with what comes at you. It's not about chasing the high of happiness. And uh, you can, hopefully you'll snip at this and use it somewhere in a good way. Our society overvalues happiness by far. They're all chasing happiness. I don't know if this is going to bug you, but being from Australia and all men, beach dads, man, beach dads, okay? Um, they overvalue happiness. It's not about being happy all the time. Like, dude, it, in a soccer game, when your team loses a goal, it's the third, it's the uh, third period. It's the, it's an overtime period. So it's the third, you know, first, first half, second half, now you're uh, in overtime. I guess it's sudden death. So let's just say it's the second half, okay? It's the second half, you're down a goal. There's eight minutes left in the game. Do you want to be happy? What's the correct emotion for that situation? Some aggression? A little bit of anger? Might help you, you ever notice? You can focus when you get a little angry, right? What do I need to do? Let's get it done. Grit your teeth a little bit. Mm. You're not supposed to be happy. There's an appropriate emotion for the situation at hand. Let's get fucking something done. I don't need to be happy. So if you're listening to this, you're not happy right now, good. Use that emotion to get something fucking done. Right? The happiness is like the little light, it's like the it's the champagne bottle when you pop it after being successful at the end of the week. But during the week, dude, let's win the fucking game. We don't need to feel happy. Mm. Right? I don't feel happy waking up every single morning at 6 a.m. I'm literally in front of my guys at 7 a.m. giving a sales meeting. I hate the mornings. So you, you get that, we were, we're chasing happiness. So that, that's a big thing I needed to learn was like, dude, stop trying to feel good all the time. Mm. Just do what needs to get done. And I'll tell you, as soon as you start doing what needs to get done, you start feeling happier. Yeah, 100%, Yeah, 100%. So, anyway, so, that's a long rant. Dude, yeah, yeah. Totally, love it, love it. Okay. Um, so let's go for two or three points, you know, in that, in this career, you know, where you, where you started door to door, and like what were the two or three glass ceilings that, you know, you broke? Um, recently I've talked about my thousand dollar day like you know that, that broke my reality about what I did thought and was possible what are some moments that you that you cracked where you shifted that mindset you know it was 
I'll give you a couple. Uh, the last one's really been um, a gradual ceiling break that I only became aware of recently. Um, I'll actually talk about that one first if you want. Mm. So I walked in my office like a couple days ago and I was actually looking at profit and loss sheets. And this is a profit and loss sheet for our entire, uh, since February. So this is our fiscal year to fiscal year, okay? I've never even known how to read one of these. Now Kyle writes a profit and loss sheet. He used to do this kind of stuff with LendCorp. So this is a real, this is probably the same thing that Richard looks at. It's like designed in the exact same way. And I'm, I'm reading this, it was, it, was a, uh, it was a couple months ago actually. It was like two months ago. I was reading a profit and loss sheet. I'm sitting in here, we had a good month. We had like a, we're a five-figure profit month, which is good right now where we're at. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Looking at it, and I'm signing a paycheck at the time or a payroll. Like I get a payroll that I approve, and it was like an 80 grand. I'm approving an 80 grand payroll. And I'm signing off like, yeah, it's pay to the guys. And I'm looking, I'm like, whoa. Like, I could never do this like 12 months ago. Yeah. You know, and I think the big thing was um, handling everything because I always had a mentor and this is the guys who have the life coaches like dude like cut your life coach off like let your life coach go work with another head case now like if you're good like dude like eventually you need to stop going to the life coach and leaning on them like eventually we need to take off the training wheels <laughs> you know what I mean right friggin uh, Jeff Bezos Elon Musk don't have life coaches and Grant Cardone don't have a life coach mm-hmm. okay so you don't need the coach you don't need the therapist like you gotta get Let's get on your own two feet now, you know? So for me, it was like, holy crap, I haven't been able to lean on Richard. Like, hey, Richard, I made a mess. Clean it up. Yeah. You know, hey, hey, uh, Ben, I had another mentor named Ben. Hey, Ben, like, I fucked up. Like, fix my situation. For a year, I was very tipsy-turny. Now, the last little while, I'm like, whoa, I'm standing on my own two feet. Mm. I'm running a company, mm. you know? So for me, it was like, I can trust myself. I think that was the biggest breakthrough of, like, I can trust myself. I don't need anybody every couple of months to come in and rescue me. Mm. And to be real, my graph of life was so up and down for so long that I always got rescued. So making the jump, after I built the skills, I had already led a team, I had already built a business within a company, I had already you know, grown a, a mm-hmm. large business, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had built the skills. Making the jump, I was terrified that like if I burn this down, there's nobody to come save me. Yeah, scary shit. Yeah. Also, when you like sign off like your mortgage and you sign off like your girlfriend's name to get like all this shit approved, you know, like I don't know how many names we had to get. My, me, Kyle, I think his girlfriend Jess, I'm not sure his wife. Don't quote me on this. And Megan, we all had to sign to get this place. Four of us had to sign to get this place to give us the green light, even with the money we put down. Mm. Because um, if it failed, like we're screwed. They're taking everything. Like everything, everything's against my personal claim. They're taking everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Like all I can say is like that was the big one. It was like I can trust myself. Mm-hmm. Like I won't burn it down. Yeah. You know. So that was a big breakthrough. Um, I think another big breakthrough was in uh, was when I worked my first year straight. I used to make used to do door to door sales. I used to make like twenty grand in a month work like two or three months, rack up like 50K, and then do nothing. <laughs> check out. Yeah, just check out. And the first year I worked at LedCorp, I think I like made like 150 or 160K. And it was my first year of like cranking all year. Mm. Right? And it was a little lower income per month, you know? But at the end of the year, I'm like, whoa, that's what I can do if I work a full year. Yeah. You know? This, so that was another breakthrough for me. But yeah, I'd say the biggest one, dude, was just like trusting myself mm. that I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I won't burn it all down. Mm, that's sick, dude. Yeah. Um, okay, what's you just tapped on the paper and the pen and not being able to keep your hands still for an hour? Yeah, what, yeah. what was that? What was that with that? Um, dude, I need to be doing something. You know, I need to be doing something all the time. Like, uh, if you watch Grant in an interview, it looks like he's not listening. Yeah. Because he's going, yeah. <laughs> dude, he's he's a he's a head. Like. I haven't, I don't drink, I don't smoke weed, I don't do drugs, I don't take Advil, I don't, I do none of that shit, okay? I do the equivalent of 15 hours of meditation a week. I do meditative exercises, stuff that's like super intense to drill your attention in the present time every Mm -hmm. single week. 
Mm. I'm in present time all the fucking time. Mm. So when I'm in a conversation with somebody, it's almost like I know where he's going before he gets there. Mm -hmm. Right? Of course, a lot of people, they're communicating, their mind leaves. Like, I can see when you leave. Like, you don't leave much, which is awesome. Most people, when you're talking to them, they leave for periods of time, and then they come back. I watch it happen. I literally, like, just like for, like, five minutes ago, I was just, like, I was catching my brain. Yeah, slipping and I was pulling it I was yeah, like yeah. pulling it back and yeah. I was like pulling it back because it happens dude you yeah. have to like you have to be present well I have to it's be present about thing. not being present you it's know it's a discipline yeah staying in present time takes a lot of work hmm. and people call it the ego it's technically an incorrect term because it comes from Freudian psychology which never really helped anybody but uh, the mind running most people don't know that that's the biggest enemy hmm. That's when they start eating the ice cream and getting the fat ass. That's when they go and they want to smoke the joint or have the alcohol because their mind won't stop running. So if I can train your mind how to be in present time, you're good. Dude, it's insane. It's phenomenal. And like for me, like I was, I was talking about it with my team last week. Yeah. And it's like it's those moments where you're at the shops and you're hungry, and if you you know you like I've been on point with my diet. I've been eating super yeah. well, and then it's like as I go to grab for the bad food, there's a point. There's always a point, and it's like, do I catch myself in that moment, or does every does my automation just take over? Yeah, and I grab the bet. You, you know what I mean? It's, the biggest yeah. issue that planet Earth is having is planet Earth. Most people are run by their mind. Mm. The individuals who run their mind are in control. Mm. Period. They're and they're the ones that are running the companies and doing the big. The difference, the biggest difference between the ninety nine percent and the one percent is that one percent are in control of their mind. Yeah. Ninety nine percent, the mind's in control of them. Yeah. Um, so when I'm like needing to move, I don't click the pen, but when I'm needing to do stuff, dude, when you're in present time, man, like, you're like, <laughs> let's, let's do something, you know what I mean? So, um, and then listening, I like listening mm. for sure. I like taking notes though. Like mm. when I'm listening to people, I, I take, I write stuff down. Mm. So yeah, I just don't like sitting still, man. I like moving. Well, I'm not here to sit still. No, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I did, the thing. I, did, I did 11 days of silence in the desert Really? when I was 21. Yeah, I did a Buddhist meditation, which was amazing. That was it. Like, cracks you open, right? Okay. It cracks you open. It pulls you present, real quick. Like, yeah, and yeah. there's that there's that point where, uh, like I did um, when I was nineteen, nineteen I think, a week week long one, and yeah, there was just so much tension, so much like trying to escape, you know, yeah. like, and you know the mind is like, and then it just like it was like. I'll be, I'll be straight up like there was a moment it was like my my inner child was underneath this cliff alone yeah and then real time me like came down and was with him and then choke up I went into no I went into like I, I have choked up in yeah, before, before but it was just up. like like they talk about blissful awareness it's yeah. like I could feel all the other people in the room like I could feel the nature I could feel, it was like yeah I've never been so dialed in my life. It was like, yeah. I was just like, poof. that's how I sell. It was amazing. You want to know how to sell, dude. Like that meditation, you were like, I could feel the other people in the room. Like, dude, like if you're really selling mm. and you're not on drugs, like, dude, like this whole marijuana thing, dude. Man, I made a post. You're going to start a This shit drives me, dude, drives me I made, mental. I made a post on my Facebook. I, I typed on one. I said, weed won't make your life better. No context. I didn't write any little, I didn't say nothing about medical marijuana. I didn't say, I just said weed won't make your life better. And people lost their fucking minds. And I'm like, that's interesting. Mm. Like, huh, very interesting. Like, I poke that one little button, you're losing your shit. Yeah. I'm like, uh huh. I'm like, that's why you need the weed, dude. That's why all the people who lost their shit on my Facebook wall, go back, you'll see. I, I posted, weed won't make your life better. I got like a hundred and some odd likes and probably like 80 comments of people <laughs> like, fuck Raging. you. Right? It's like, yeah, that's why you need the weed, dude. Because that one little comment can set you off so hard and you're not in control. That's why you're smoking the weed to calm the fuck down. Mm. Right? Like, why don't you, have you ever explored any methodologies of how to calm yourself down without any drugs? So what I do, like when you did that exercise, that meditative exercise, imagine doing that kind of stuff every week. Mm. So then when you're in a sale, you can feel the guy. Yeah. And also when he leaves, because they leave, dude. I talk to people all day long. I do public speaking all day. I probably do about five to six hours a day of selling. I'm either on a demo presentation, uh, webinar, workshop uh, with a team, or I'm doing a sales pitch. And I'll be in a room with a guy like this in his office. You'll see the guy leave. They all leave. 
if you're a, a pro salesman, you want to know how to make way more money without learning any of your skills, learn how to be present for an hour straight with no matter what someone says. Mm. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, he didn't actually hear that. So you pitched him something, but his mind was out somewhere. And then you, and you were pitching a solution to his dominant buying motive. He wasn't even there. Mm, mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, I did it really good. I said it. <laughs> My tonality was correct. You know, you're doing all your Jordan Belfort thing. The guy wasn't even there. I'll just pause. He'll, he'll come back. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, let me know when you want me to continue. I'll literally stop my presentation. He'll go out somewhere. I'll literally see the guy go. And then I'll just stop. I'll just stop talking. And then I'll be like, like yeah. And then I'll be like, when, let me know when you want me to keep rolling. Or he'll pull out his phone. Now, sometimes you'll see the guy check his phone like this. He's still there with you. But sometimes you'll see the guy check here and he'll go like this for a second. I'll just shut up. I never talk if I don't have attention. Ever. The biggest, one of the biggest income increases I made is when I started doing these mental, uh, mental awareness exercises literally every single week. And studying too. You want to improve your mental awareness? Just read it. Yeah. Practice reading. That's a good mental, mental uh, meditation. Uh, I made way more money being present with people for an hour straight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And dude, I'm talking about business owners who run multi-million dollar Checked out. Not multi-million dollar, like this little, this business is like five million bucks. I mean, like guys who are running dealerships with 30 salespeople, hundred million dollar company, they'll literally leave in the middle of a presentation. His body's there, his eyes are looking at you, you can just tell he ain't there. So this is how, this is how I'm, this is my way of winning. Yeah. It's just like, I, if I just keep pouring money and training in hours into this guy, so he's always here, he's always switched on. And I can just be switched on, I don't need to do, I wake up at 4 a.m. and I do Kegels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I, then, I, uh, then I meditate for 20 and then I visualize for 40 um, and then I have a kale shake with uh, chia seeds uh, uh, and then I do my energy exercises. It's like, dude, like these uh, miracle morning, you know, like, dude, what are you doing when you get to work? Mm. You know, everyone's mystifying, like, oh, I, you know, I write my goals down. Like, I write my goals down. I wake up every morning, I turn on Grant. I can't even roll out of bed. I hate the mornings, still. You know, I'm like, oh, how your morning starts is how your day is going to be. Not true. I hate every single morning. I have a lot of good days. Okay, so whoever, all this false data, okay? So I wake up, I watch two Cardone videos on how to get motivated, because I hate the morning, like I said. And then I write my goals down. And I start my day. I drag my lazy ass over to the shower. I turn the shower on. I reluctantly, for the last 30 seconds, turn the water cold because I'm still half asleep. Not because I want to. And then, uh, and then I start my day. But when I come to work, my goal is to be switched on from the moment I'm here until the time I go to bed at night. Yeah. And if you can do that, you know what shit you can get done? You don't need to do, oh, I sleep six hours. Dude, I literally sleep eight, eight and a half hours even on week- weekends, weekends I'm in bed at 11. Weeknights I'm in bed at 9.30. Actually, I probably, yeah. I go to bed every night at 9.30, I wake up at six. Yeah. Eight and a half hours every night. Oh, so how can you be, oh, but if I listen to some motivational speaker, oh, I need to sleep less. No, I don't. You need to be switched on. You need to be switched on. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so we got two more. Yeah, dude, dude, you, I mean, you're probably gonna wrap it up. No, fuck no, fuck no, that's sick. Okay, so. What's something that a small piece that you enjoy? Maybe it's something that you reward yourself with. Like when you've done the hard yards. Like it's it's just driving? Driving, dude. Okay. Yeah, I'm adrenaline junkie. Yeah? So I've always had a fast car. Always. I was 19. I bought this piece of crap Buick Regal. Literally a four-door sedan, front-wheel drive, grandpa-looking car, and I built a 400-horsepower motor for it. Um and that was before I deserved it because I wasn't working hard. But my ripping car, at grandpa style. Ripping into grandpa's car. You should have seen the looks people would give you. I'd go race a Camaro or a 370Z or a 350Z. These young guys in their infinities. And I'm driving this little Buick just blowing their doors off. It was amazing. Uh, but now, like I got the Hellcat, which is uh, like a basically an overgrown, overgrown child's vehicle. It's just like, it's a hillbilly car. Like, it's nice. It's, it's a four-door sedan. It's black. It's got 20-inch wheels. It sits low. It's got dark-tinted windows. You know, it's got 15-inch brakes. Uh, 700 horsepower. It's the world's fastest production four-door sedan still. Sounds like you like it. Yeah. <laughs> and 
I'll literally get in it. I've got a radar detector. I'll go out to where it's not busy late at night, and I'll cruise, and I'll wait for something in a wicked car to drive by, and I'll go roll up beside them, we'll chat for a bit, and we'll have a couple races, wrap the day up. Sick. That's yeah. cool. And my guys can all tell you I find that stuff all the time. That's sick. Technically, it's illegal. Uh, <laughs> it's like the one lie break. And what are the three action steps? Uh, we ask everyone this. So between now and next week, three action steps you give the guys to feel like they've lived more and regretted less. Three action steps. Okay, so what I would do, I would go revisit every, I would revisit every goal you want to have in the next 10 years. But I don't want you to pick shit that's realistic. In 10 years, if you did everything right and it compounded for the next 10 years straight, just to give you an idea, dude, seven years ago, I was living in a warehouse. So you want to talk about how you can do it? Uh, literally seven years ago, I was living in a warehouse at, right across from BCIT, mm-hmm. Burnaby, uh, Canada Way in Wilmington. I was living literally in a warehouse. Hopefully, I've been talking long enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, essentially, write all your goals down for 10 years from now. I would take all of that, all the stuff you want to have, and I would write down a list of everything you want to be and do in 10 years. Who do you want to be? What do you want to do? What do you want to have? What are the skills you want to have? Write out the guy you want to be, the person you want to be, the lady you want to be, the family, the relationship. Write out your significant other in detail. What's she like? What's your relationship like? Is it spontaneous? Is it mutually supportive, emotionally independent? Is it a lot of sexual chemistry? Describe it. What's she look like? What do you guys look like? What are your traits? What do people say about you? What's your reputation? People will write this stuff down. When you leave a room 10 years in the future, what do people say about you? Write it down. What do you want people to say about you? What do you when you wake up in, in the morning and look in the mirror, what do you want to say to yourself? Write that down. When you wake up in the morning, when I wake up in the morning 10 years from now, dude, I roll out of bed, my muscles are kind of sore, my biceps are full of blood because I actually worked out the day before. Right, I walk over, I got big fat calves, I can feel the muscles jiggling <laughs> on me. I got like a set of tits on me like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like I had that thought out. Right? So go write out all this shit. What cars are you driving? What businesses are you running? Then I want you to reverse engineering, which nobody does. Okay, good. That's 10, 15 years from now. I want you to write down all the skills you're going to need to achieve that. You're, this is a computer, dude. Everyone's talking about artificial intelligence. Dude, there's nothing better than human intelligence. Case in point, human intelligence is creating artificial intelligence. Human intelligence is by far and will never be superseded. I don't care how smart a computer gets. Because human intelligence operates life. Computers will never operate life, mm-hmm. right? So you have human intelligence, how do you need to program it? So you look at this big, big list of all this shit you want to have, the lifestyle you want to live, the health you want to have, the people you want to have in your life. And then you're going to write down a full skill set list of every skill you're going to need to be able to have that. Everything you're going to need to invest in from yourself, from your education, your development to have that. Then you're going to flip that list everyone's listening and you're going to say alright over the next 10 years what skills are going to pay me first and then you're going to build your plan to start achieving those skills in the next 6 to 8 months by the way your skills are going to take longer than a month to build they're probably going to take a couple of years per skill yeah so then you start building a plan what job and it's what job can give me that skill not what university can I go to universities aren't going to help you that's theory and most of it was taught by people not doing work you need to go do this stuff then you build the skills, you get the job, and then you set some plans. The next 18 months is this job, or next 24 to 36 months is this job. Then I need to start building these skills, then I need to start building these skills. Then you build a roadmap. Draw it all out like a staircase. Know what chapter you're in, and then fire in your life all of the people who are not gonna help you so with, hard one, man. with the current chapter you're in. If they're in a chapter, and by the way, if they're in a chapter where they're already making oodles of money, but they're out partying, so you're like, oh, I, I hang out with people more successful than me, you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, and you go hang out with a bunch of rich guys, but all they're doing is partying, you're a fucking idiot. Those guys aren't in the same chapter you're in. They've already made their money, that's why they're partying and everything else. I mean, I wouldn't be partying. You need to hang out with people that are conducive to the chapter you're in. Mm-hmm. So you need to have a mentor who's conducive to the chapter you're in. You need to have friends who are in the chapter you're in. Then it's not a grind. 
Because it's only a grind when all your friends are like, let's go and party, let's go and hang out, yeah, let's, go yeah. do this, let's go do this trip down to Mexico. And you're like, nope, gotta work hard. But if you're surrounded by guys... So much resistance. But if you're surrounded by guys who are like dedicated and they're developing and that's what they're doing on their weekends, then like it's not a grind. Like We're in course every single weekend, all weekend, all of us. We're cranking. Dude, do I look weathered to you? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'm not. You know, I work out two, three times a week. Like, yeah, I'm not in my jacked. And that's the other thing. I'm not then, oh my God, I'm not jacked anymore. I'm not hanging out with a bunch of fitness fucking monkeys. Because I'm not in the fitness chapter of my life. Most of those guys, most people get into fitness, get stuck in it. Because that's why they have no money. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? So, uh, so the message is simple. Build your long-term goals. Build a list of skills you're going to need to build. Find your build your career plan to achieve those skills more important than the money, and then fire everybody in your life who's dead weight, and then start hiring some people that aren't dead. Mm. Mm. Unreal, dude. Yeah, that was fucking epic. Cool, that was a pleasure. Let me know what else we can do. Thanks for lending us your ear, legend. I really appreciate it. If you're not aware already, we did an intro video with Corey when we went into the building, which you can check out on his and my Facebook page and Instagram. And you can also find the Entrepreneur's Roadmap video that we recorded while we were there in the same places. So it would mean the world to me if you could leave us a review, leave us some feedback, what you're looking for, what you want to hear more of as we roll forward. Talk to you soon.